This is One on One with Stevie Fro, episode 41, Kevin Listerman. Welcome back to the one-on-one with Stevie Fro podcast back at Highland High School tonight, sitting down with boys basketball coach Kevin Listerman, whose Bluebirds are coming off an appearance in the ninth region finals last year. Coach, how are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. I'm glad you're here. How are those first couple days? Uh, It's great to be back at practice. It is. It's been really good. (laughs) Kevin is a 1995 graduate of Covenant Catholic High School. Also a 2000 graduate of Northern Kentucky University, where he was the starting point guard for four seasons Yes, under Coach Ken Shields. Yep. Amazing times. Those were some great teams to be a part of. We're going to talk about them. <laughs> it's going to be great. During his time at NKU, the basketball program went to two national championship games in 96 and 97, and they were NCAA participants in all four years yes. that you played. Yep. And you had that, that strange year. Uh, my fourth year was a year that I redshirted, and it was sort of twofold. Mostly it was because of school. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a biology teacher, and I had put off a couple of lab classes because they didn't match around practice, and it got to a point where I couldn't couldn't dodge those classes anymore. So I had uh, two labs that I was going to miss about three days' worth of of practice every week. And so um, we also had a couple of transfers that were sitting out, and uh, coach came to me and said, well, what do you think about sticking around an extra year and getting started on your master's as a year five player? And we got all these pieces coming back. And I said, well, free, free school. I get yeah, to hang out exactly. in college another year, and we're going to be really good. I said, that, I said, that sounds like a winner to me. So uh, I, I actually redshirted uh, my, my fourth year and then mm-hmm. came back and played my senior year. And uh, we went, uh, I think we had 26 wins, and we got to the second round of the NCAA tournament and had a, had a really solid year to finish out my career at, at Northern, which was Pretty cool. Kevin is the all-time leader in a steals. Is that still accurate? That is still because accurate. Because sometimes these facts, they, <laughs> they with age, they kind of age out. He was also a four-time all-GLVC academic performer. He was an, also an all-GLVC basketball player. I, I think I had that one year. Yeah. Uh, the academic 97? Uh, yeah, I think it was yeah. my sophomore mm-hmm. year. Had, we had a great, great team and uh, put up some great numbers. And, you know, what's interesting about the, the steal number is we didn't press. You know, Coach Shields has never been a guy that, that really does a lot of stuff up-tempo, but uh, the system that Coach Beasold had there, who was the orchestrator of our defense, really let me go make some plays, and uh, the game became very simple. Of course, when you didn't hit to worry about playing offense, I mean, I played with some guys that put up an awful lot of points. So uh, if I was going to stay on the floor, I better do something else. <laughs> so I uh, was, a- was able to do that and, and – uh, you know, it, it was just one of those things that kind of worked out for me that I was a, a great fit in a great system with the right guys. I also read that you served as the chair of the GLVC Student Athlete Advisory Committee your last year at NKU, but you were on the committee for several years. I think your last, yeah. or at least three or four years there. My, my definitely my last two. I think it might have been okay. my last three. I, I couldn't tell if it was three. It was the, yeah. the I get this numbers <laughs> dyslexia thing. Uh, what, what was that role like? So basically, that that committee. They try to enhance, yeah, the the lives of student athletes, and they write bylaws for. Yeah, it was it was awesome because um, it was something that was sort of brand new. They had a student athlete committee that was uh, across all three divisions, so it was primarily Division One athletes, a couple of Division Two, a couple of Division Three. I believe it was ninety seven. 
they decided to have one committee for each division. So there were some spots that opened up. And um, coach came to me and said, hey, I think this would be a really good leadership opportunity for you. So I applied, and there was a process, and I got selected to represent the conference. So um, it, it was really cool. We had three meetings a year. I got to meet student athletes from all across the country. We wrote the Division II bylaws. Yeah, I read then, that. Uh, came back. Uh, wrote the GLVC bylaws, so I had to get up in front of uni university presidents and athletic directors from across the league, some of whom I wasn't sure if they liked me anymore or not, and uh, had to pitch this idea that, you know, student athletes need a voice within the structure, and here's how we're going to go about it. So uh, we put those bylaws in place, and then actually came back to Northern. We had a committee. It was called the uh, Varsity Council. We renamed it, rewrote the bylaws. And uh, to this day, the, the Student Athlete Advisory Committee is still in, intact. The bylaws are still uh, – the GLVC still uses those bylaws. Um, so it was really neat. And the people that I got to, to come in contact with was awesome. I think the article I read, it talked about your gallivanting all over the country to be able to go to these <laughs> meetings and, and, and sit down with, the, like you said, these university presidents, athletic directors, representatives of the schools. You compete against people in situations all the time right. in basketball. Then you kind of get to mingle with people from the other schools who, honestly, they could be uh, uh, that guy. You know, that guy sucks yeah. or the, whatever. <laughs> but then you get to hang out. Yes, it's it was, funny the irony of that. And there is a you know you basketball has given you unique opportunities. Oh, unbelievable! Uh, it, it's two side stories to that. To, just to give you an idea of some of the opportunities. So, the NCAA doesn't uh, spare expense when they when they have their national meetings. So, I think in a two and a half year span, I was in Denver. Boston. I went to Disney World, I think, three or four times because they had a leadership conference down there. I missed the San Diego trip, was in Atlanta, uh, San Antonio. I mean, just unbelievable places that as a you know, 21, 22-year-old college kid that I don't have to spend a dime to go uh, was, was awesome. And the one leadership conference, the president of the um, NCAA at the time was Sed Dempsey, and he had, had shoulder surgery. And I got up in front of the bus and did a stewardess impression, you know, here's the ex the exits and emergency stuff and the president of the NCAA sitting in the front chair laughing at, at what we're doing, goofing around. Um, so it, that, that was so cool. And then at the conference level, what was neat when other schools uh, came to play at Northern or we went to other places, you know, there was somebody on that campus that I knew. And so, you know, I'd make sure that I would reach out and say, hey, you know, hey, you guys are coming. I'm going to be at the game you know, I'd check it out, say hey afterwards, that type yep. of thing. It was it was really neat to build uh, those type of relationships all over the place. So let's take it back a little bit. St. Mary's kid, right? <laughs> you got a, a brother. He's two years older, but a grade, grade older. Yes. Yeah, so two years. So he had that odd birthday, I think. Yeah, he had a late uh, summer birthday. Okay, and you got two younger sisters, right? Yeah. So your brother, you and your brother get to tag team a lot. Right, oh, growing yeah. up, just yeah, you know, it is. My, my brother is eighteen months younger, so yes. I, trust me, believe me, I've been there, done that. Get the tag team up, get NKU. Yeah. Prior to that, growing up, your dad's coached high school basketball. Yeah. You know, he was at Harrison County when you were. You guys were young. Yeah, then. very young. First and grade. And then to Ludlow. Yep. And then to Covington Catholic. Yes. So you spent a lot of time there. Yeah. What? So you know, growing up, talk about some of that, uh, some of those cool experiences, memories, something like that. Well. We, we grew up out uh, south end of Alexandria, so there wasn't a neighborhood where we grew up. Our closest neighbor was a half a mile away. So whatever we did, it was the two of us. Uh, sometimes that was awesome. Sometimes it was a little more competitive, and my mother had to deal with a lot of 
uh, uh, complaining particularly for me because we would go out and play all the time. You know, we, we played one-on-one baseball, one-on-one football, one-on-one basketball. And uh, the basketball was a big challenge. And the neat thing for me was Andy was such a, uh, a worker. Like, he would go out and do stuff all on his own. And then I would trot out, you know, a half hour after he was out there and be like, okay, let's play one-on-one. And we'd play for an hour, and I usually got my brain beat in. But I knew if I was competing against him – that there were guys in my class that I was going to destroy. And that's really the mentality that I took. So I, you know, I let him do the work and then I just chased him. And uh, so we, we had a lot of battles and when we would play one-on-one, it was, it, you know, we didn't play to like 10, you know, we played to a hundred. That was our normal game was, it was going to a hundred, which means he got to a hundred and I got to about 68 or 70 uh, most nights. And then, you know, as, as we got through middle school and high school, early into high school, it got very, very competitive. And uh, we, we had some great battles and, uh, you know, we really pushed each other and, and you know, we shared a bedroom um, and, you know, we were both each other's biggest fans going through. And it was, it was special to be able to share, you know, middle school, high school and college with him. Um, probably the, the youngest memory I have is my dad, you said being a high school coach, I guess he went to a clinic and heard uh, Bobby Keith talk from Clay County. And he was talking about what made Richie Farmer such a great ball handler and player. And uh, Bobby Keith said, well, he grew up dribbling on gravel. So dad decided that we weren't going to get a, <laughs> we weren't getting a concrete, concrete. course. You went from dirt to gravel. <laughs> dirt to gravel. And the first day we had gravel on there, I had a loose tooth and the ball came back, knocked the one next to it out. And then that one fell out. So I was without teeth for about three and a half weeks and about uh, eight years old. But, uh, you know, it, it was every day we, we, and, and kind of the funny part was we would see how fast we could wear a basketball out. You know, we would get the, the cheap ones from the, the dollar store to yeah. the rubber ones to see how quick out. we could wear them out and then the uh the bigger thing was we used to keep track of who tore the uh parts of the net down so if you shot the net out you know that was like a it was like a notch on the wall and see so the, everything was a competition uh, pretty much yeah. did that make you better teammates <laughs> i think so uh, you, you know there's a lot of trust when you know that that guy next to you is going to work absolutely as hard as you can and uh you know andy was awesome at pushing me and really making me better. Uh, I'll never forget my first day at Northern in the summer going into my freshman year. We're shooting, and I was not doing a very good job of passing to him. So he fired the ball back at me and about took my head off and said, you can't make that pass at this level. And uh, it was eye-opening, and and I got the message real quick that uh, if if I wanted to play with him and at that level that Northern was, that it was going to be totally different. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he kind of taught me that lesson early and uh, made that transition and, and he understood the struggles that you go through making a transition to college and having him there uh, made things made things a lot easier for me. How was it getting to travel around going to basketball practice at, like the high school stuff was was there ever a time <laughs> was there ever a time oh, let me ask you this okay let me put it this way did you ever did the light bulb ever click for you like as you were watching some of these older kids when you were younger maybe even as you started to get older maybe at Ludlow or, or at Cuffcath when you were starting to get near middle school, yeah. like watching these guys work, being like, man, like I, that's, I, emu- I want to emulate that. Or, or that's my player right there. Oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. Absolutely. Like that? Um, far back as Harrison County, uh, dad had a couple of players. He had two guards. Um, one was um, uh, Marty Hausberger. And, and these are guys that nobody would ever remember. 
uh, and Jamie Case was my guy, and Andy and I used to have fights over whose guy was better. And so, you know, we'd go down in the basement, and he was Marty, and I was Jamie, and, and we'd play one-on-one on a mini hoop in the basement. Uh, and then actually going through Covenant Catholic, the, the guys that I really remember was uh, Robbie Detzel was one. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Tranner was another guy that I, you know, that I really watched in terms of, of, like, those are the guys that I wanted to be. Uh, interesting piece for me was, you know, I was kind of a ball boy till I got to about fifth grade. And then I went to my dad. I said, Dad, I'm, I'm bored being a ball boy. So give me something else to do. So he, he made me a statistician. And uh, that's really where I fell in love Becoming with the game. a student of the game. Absolutely. And I, I created my own stat sheet. You know, there's, there's iPads now with all the, the technology. I could do it better on a, on a sheet a sheet of paper and tally marks and and uh, actually helped my math skills a whole bunch, learning how to do fractions and division, changing it to it. But uh, it really helped me understand the game and, and know how, how you can affect the game without necessarily scoring all the points. And, and those two things, I think, were really important for me as a player. You get to Cuffcath. Your freshman year, you get to play up. Yep. So you're 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 sitting varsity bench, or as <laughs> as number one says, he was at the top of the bench and you were at the bottom of the bench. I, I don't know that he sat the bench very much. <laughs> he was on the floor and I was at the end. Yes, that is a hundred percent accurate. You know, and I, I want to talk about the Cuffcast years just in generalities in a yeah. minute. But in '92, Cuffcath wins the region. Yep. You and Andy are players. Yes. And your dad is on staff. Yep. What was that experience like? Just between you know through the region or even leading up to state is that something that you remember well oh absolutely i i remember the practices obviously because the games were were awesome uh but i was a i was an active participant in the practices and uh you know coach t had me basically run the scout team those weeks so we were high we played highlands in the first round or no i take it back we played boone county in the first round and they had a point guard by the name of dante lavender and I, I was Dante and played really well that week. Then uh, Burke Barlow was the point guard here at Highlands uh, that year. And I remember that day in particular for the regional semifinals because I was torching Andy uh, in practice. And, and I, I mean, I was making shots just out of my mind. It's just one of those days. And I was telling him about it, you know, as it was happening. And uh, finally he had enough of me and put me into a wall. And uh, Coach T blew the whistle, yelled at him. Then he made him run about, I don't know, a sprint maybe. And then he said, you know what? I think we're ready to go tomorrow. And we went out and took care of business. And then uh, obviously, you know, the playing Holmes at Holmes in a regional championship and, and being down double figures at halftime. And, and I remember Andy stepping to the line and, and sinking those free throws to, to ice that game. And it was, it was just awesome. I, I, wish I, had in, I wish I had really enjoyed it more. Uh, yeah, because, oh, I believe that. Uh, you know, as a freshman, you're sitting there, you're like, I, I'm, I can't wait for my turn to be out there. And, uh, I, you know, I got opportunities, but we never cashed in and, and, and finished the deal and got to go to the Sweet 16. Can I say something? Just it, it kind of goes in with that. You know, my first year at, as the head coach of Scott, we win the region. And to be honest with you, from the moment the ball went in, I, all I really did was go up and just shake hands and all I could think about <laughs> what was next. Right. That's how my brain works. Yes. I'm a checklist. Yeah. I like checklists. I like being able to see it, whatever. And the same thing when you get to the state tournament, in the moment you walk through security, it's boom, 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 I need you here, I need you yeah. there, I need this interview <laughs> here. And it's, it's almost overwhelming, to be honest with you. I never really had a moment that whole, that whole time where I sat back and um, really kind of took it in. And yeah. there was a moment at really towards the end of the semifinal game 
when it was crunched. I mean, it was crazy. Sure. And we were just coming out of a timeout. The kids were going out, and all I could think about was, we're about to go to the state finals. I mean, that's the <laughs> yeah. you know, momentum Absolutely. was just kind of going. And it wasn't, it wasn't arrogance. It wasn't arrogance at all. And I looked at uh, one of my managers, and he, and he looked like he was about to throw up. And I was like, you know what sounds good? We should go to Chipotle after this. You know, it just, and he was like, wait a minute, bro, there's like 30 seconds ago in his game. But we were already ready. You know, yeah, I was just guilty. Right. But it was really the only time that I really looked around. And I'm almost glad that I didn't, in a way. Right. Because, it, you know, that experience, it, it, it haunts my dreams, to be honest with you. Because, you know, something like that happens. You talk about it your freshman year. Right. You think, man, this is that easy? Yeah. We, you know, and then the second year we go right back to the regional finals, and I'm like, this is how it is, right? You know, of course, you're playing a Campbell County team that's phenomenal. But regardless, I totally understand what you're saying about that. And, and But just the experience in general, I think that for me, having that experience, I know what you're talking about. You know, the staff, you know, the conversations, the kids, just yeah. the, the camaraderie with the kids. And look, and I and I'm big on letting them have their deal. I don't want. I don't do team. I don't go to team dinners. Right. I don't do any of that. That's them. Go have fun. Cut loose. I, I, I'm very new school with that. You right. Know, we we, we kind of have to balance out our new school, old school because yeah, sure. we're in that mid generation, <laughs> right? Where we could be, you know, we could be the older guys, but whatever else. Um. So let me ask you this: But Cuffcath, you you played in high school during an interesting time of parody in the ninth parody and exceptional talent yeah. throughout, you know, Connor. So Cuffcath in 92, right? Connor in 93. Yep. What was that cat's name? Troy. What was that dude's name in the middle? Um, let's see. Troy something, right? Yes. I can't remember his last name. He, he, he used to coach football for the bandits. I can't remember. What yeah. His, last name his kids at, um, Cuffcath, right? Now. Uh, I think he is. Anyway, I'll think about it before, yeah, it before it's over. To me. But I remember <laughs> playing, when I was yeah. at Newcastle, I remember watching them play, and I, I think we beat them at their place. Yeah. But thinking, man, that's what a team. Yes. Like, that team's awesome. And then Holy Cross in 94. Yep. Dude, one of the better high school teams that I've ever watched in person. Absolutely. Just, they had no weaknesses. You know, no. Andre, Joe, Todd, those guys were unbelievable. And then Simon in 95. Yeah. It's just like it never ends, right? Yep. Whereas, you know, we've been, we've been around now for so long, I mean, 20, 30 years where, you know, you get years where there's not as much parity. Right. You know, it's more top-heavy, but there was so much parity back there. I mean, talk about some of the competition from, you know. Oh, uh, it, gosh. You talked about the, that 95 team um, and, and the Holy Cross team that beat us in 94. So, you, you know, you got Joe Harney, who, who goes to Western Kentucky, mm-hmm. has a very good career. Uh, uh, Jeff Croman uh, <laughs> goes to Kentucky Wesleyan, wins a couple of national championships. Uh, Todd Clark, who goes to Eastern and then finished up at Northern, at Northern with us. Yep. Um, you know, ironically, those four guys and I all, while we didn't all play together at the same time, the first organized basketball team I played on was myself, Joe, and Jeff. And then you factor, then the our big was a guy by the name of Chris Stormer. Who was a quarterback at Campbell County and went to Hanover and I had thought a great you were say, I thought you were talking, when you said Stormer, I thought Campbell County immediately. Yes, so, I just couldn't remember his first name. So you, we, you know, you had four college athletes and three scholarship basketball players on a fourth grade team down at uh, Covington Turners. <laughs> Jeez. We we were pretty good. Um, gosh, uh, I'm trying to think, just the teams that that were so good. I mean, Newport had some really good teams there. Um, with uh, Jimmy Horseman and Keith Green and yeah. and those guys. It, it, there wasn't. I mean, it, it, it was top heavy, 
uh, to a certain extent, but it wasn't out of the realm of possibility that the third or fourth best team, which was kind of like what Connor did, uh, Simon Kenton, when they upset us, they were, I think, maybe three, um, you know, and, and they had um, uh, Jeff McKinley, who who was a fantastic high school basketball Stud. player. And uh, one of those, you know, six, five, highly skilled type guys. And, you know, they beat us and they had two half court shots and then hit a steal on a layup with three seconds to go to, to <laughs> end yeah. my high school career. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, there's just so many good players. And I think that's what people really enjoy about Northern Kentucky basketball is you got high quality players and maybe not division one year in and year out, but you've got high quality players that, that play extremely hard. You got great coaching and you got a lot of natural rivalries that, that really uh, it's exciting to watch. So how did the NKU process work out? I, I mean, I realized that number one, I know that you had a connection with coach shields and obviously Andy was there. Right. Do you think that, was it? Was there any other interest anywhere else? Was there anything else on the scope for you, or was it going to be Northern? What? No, no, no. I um, I was a D three athlete uh, for sure. Um, I had one letter from Notre Dame. So I had my ACT actually our senior year, our five starters. Uh, we had thir- two thirty twos, two thirty ones, and I was the dumb one with a thirty. Uh, so that was our starting five at, at Covcath. Uh, so somebody passed my name along. Notre Dame sent me a, a information sheet. I sent it back, and then they said we'll be in touch. And I'm still waiting for that second yeah. phone call. Uh, but um, <laughs> then, uh, then I it was recruited heavily by Hanover and actually John Carroll out of Cleveland. And at that time, I was thinking about going to med school. And John Carroll had their own, and I really liked the coach. The campus was beautiful. Uh, then came the the cost and the financial package, and it w- it wasn't uh, something that was very feasible for me. And I had a, a full academic ride to Northern. The reason I ended up at Northern was because I was a freebie. You know, coach didn't have to spend any scholarship money on me until I was a graduate student. Mm-hmm. And um, so, it, you know, they basically said, you can come and walk on. You've, you've got a spot. You know, nothing after that is promised. And uh, my mindset was, I want to go see what I can do here at Northern. If it doesn't work out, I know I've got some places that want me still if I want to continue to play basketball. And, um, you know, and Northern had made the run my senior year when they won the conference and they played over at um, the Coliseum and they beat Wesleyan and, and Southern Indiana on back-to-back nights and buzzer beaters. And to me, it was just – it was electric to be part of it. And I said, well, if, if I'm good enough to, to be on a bench, this could be a pretty cool thing just to be a part of. And then, uh, you know, I got there and had the opportunity uh, to compete. It, it, it was ugly for me early. I, w- I was terrible. As Coach used to say, I was handing out communion at practice. Everybody got the ball, and it didn't matter whether they were on my, my team, team or not. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and I went through some struggles, and, and I don't think people realize how difficult uh, it is to be a college basketball player, be a college athlete, period, what the step is to go from high school to college. And, uh, you know, I, I thought I was ready. Um, but I wasn't, and, and it just, it's a growth process. And fortunately for me, I had some great teammates that, that, that really uh, stuck up, stuck with me. And, um, you know, Coach Shields gave me an opportunity, and it was one of those deals, you know, Southern Indiana beat us by 33 at their place. And, uh, you know, he came to me and said, well, I think we're going to go ahead and give you a start. And my mindset, I had been practicing better. I was kind of like, well, yeah, it's absolutely time to put me in there. And I think from his mindset, he's like, well, we can't get any worse than getting beat by 33, so we'll, we'll, we'll throw the rookie out there and see what happens. And 
and the pieces just fit. Um, you know, Shannon and uh, Shannon Miner and Andre McClendon accepted going to the bench. Uh, Andy and I went in, and, and th- like I said, the pieces just fit from that point forward, and it, we went on a heck of a run. You know, many who hear this will understand where I'm coming from, but I don't think the younger generation, it's the kids in high school now, could possibly grasp the importance of NKU basketball during that time, it, the importance to the communities oh, yeah. and in the school. Yeah. It was it was everywhere. It was on the radio. It was on it was on the Don Weber show. It yeah. was on TV. You know George Bogle right. and the boys. Oh yeah, big time. Well, we you know it was it was pretty cool. Obviously, we were in a special niche because of being Division Two. Uh, then we had so many local guys. Yes, I mean you had John Gibson from Simon Kenton. Uh, obviously, myself and my brother. We had Mike Veith from St. Henry. We had Mitch Perdricks from uh, Roger Bacon. Uh, Paul Cluxton from Lynchburg, Shannon from from Colerain and North College Hill, and then you had Leron and Reggie uh, outside of uh, Lexington. You had uh, Jamie Pirat who was with us for a little bit from Scott County. I mean, it, it was all within you know ninety miles. So you've got a lot of high school people that are that are interested, and when yep. you start to when that starts to work. Uh, it just built a huge momentum, and it really gave the school, I think, an identity too. It gave something to latch on, and and then you know the other programs. Obviously, Nancy followed with her couple Final Fours and national championships. The soccer program. There were a lot of things that sort of it springboarded. At least I like to think that it springboarded a lot of things uh, for the athletic department. And the credit goes obviously to, to Jane Meyer, who was the athletic director Absolutely. at the time, and you know. Uh, you know, coach went through some some lean years, and and he was on the hot seat and was able to turn it around. And you know, his staff and and guys like Pat Ryan and Dave Beasold and and those guys that were there, you know, you got quality people who work really hard, and uh, you give them enough time, they're they're going to get it figured out. In that five year period, you know, ninety five to two thousand, built that arena. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly. It did. You know, because after that, everybody wanted to have football. It was going to be, we're going to be D1. Everybody's going to come here. Where, you know, now these kids, they go, you know, we have, we have the dual credit program that's got. So, you know, we got these cats that they go in and out of the Northern. They just come into practice like, yeah, I had, you know, speech today at Northern. I'm thinking, you know, these guys have no idea. They got no idea. Like when we stepped on to go to speech 101 at 8 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and there were four buildings. Right. And and the games were at Regents. Yes. Now, you know, you, I love BB&T. I'm not trying to say that I don't, but you know, you pull up and you see this venue that could be a, a pro venue, right? Or, you know, a D1 right. venue. It's like, that's what it is, you know, because it's yep. been there now for more than a decade. Yes. So people just, they immediately the connection go to, that. to it. Yeah. But, you know, walking into Regents Hall on a school night, you know, I mean, because oh, yeah. you played there. Th- Thursdays. And it would be 100 degrees in that place. Yep. Yeah, you know, I got the president walking in with his wife to go sit, and then the boys come out. And, and you got the students sitting in the in the, in the end, end zone, zone, and it was showtime. Yeah, it w- it was really neat. You know, we had uh, just some really cool things. We had a guy that was in a kind of in charge of our student sections, uh, Christopher Boggs, and he he found a way to get people excited about all kinds of things. Um, you know, I took my son back when the first year that Northern was eligible, and they played Lipscomb in the conference tournament, in the A Sun tournament. I took uh, my boys out. I said, this is where dad used to play. And they kind of looked around like, well, dad, this is like a high school gym. I said, well, it's a little bit. But uh, I said, there were a lot of wins, and this, it, was, it yes. was an electric atmosphere to play in so many nights. 
And uh, when you look back at our, our home records over the, the, the five years that I was there, it, it's unreal. I don't think I ever saw a loss outside of outside of watching the new kids, boys or girls. <laughs> I don't think that I ever saw a loss for the team that I was rooting for in that gym. Yeah, no, we we had tremendous success. I think we lost uh, we lost to Southern Indiana my freshman year. I think we lost to um, Indianapolis my sophomore year. And I think we lost to uh, California, Pennsylvania, my my junior year. I think those were the three. My in my senior year, we were like fourteen or fifteen and zero at home, and and we just we didn't lose. Yeah, ninety five, ninety six, ninety six, ninety seven. Starting point guard, playing with your brother for yeah. the hometown university. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, conference regular season champs in ninety seven, back to back title games. Now that we're twenty plus years removed from that, how do you look back on that time? Um, it, it seems like a different world, to be honest. Um, I think about the relationships and, and what it was like to, to go through it. Um, and it, it's just, it, it's amazing. It's amazing to think about that those were the opportunities. And sometimes I think, did I really, did I really do all that? Did, <laughs> did it really happen? And, um, you know, because life goes on. I mean, it's not who I am is not what I'm connected to. You know, I, my passion now is, is teaching and coaching and, and, um, you know, it's, it's nice to have that, have had that opportunity, but, um, it, you know, the, it's the guys and, uh, you know, you, you think about coach, I still talk with coach fairly regularly. I talk with coach B's old and, you know, when we get together with, with those guys and, and, you know, so many of us were part of each other's weddings and things like that, that, um, you know, you, you just realize how special it was. If you had, if I told you that you could only have one memory from that time in Northern that you could take away, what would oh, it be? It's, it's the Cal State Bakersfield game, no doubt. Um, you know, in the Elite Eight, um, we're, we're down one. Uh, they're shooting a free day. We were actually shooting two with a chance to ice the game, and they missed them both. And I got the, sec- I got the second rebound. We went up the floor, and um, – uh, all intents and purposes, I was going to shoot it, and I got down the lane, and they had four monsters coming at me, and I dropped it off, and I, di- I didn't even know it was Andy. But he goes up, and, and he hits it, hits the layup to win the game. And the embrace between he and I after that moment um, would hands down be the, the one it, because, um, you know, you get to do it with your brother Mm -hmm. and after being together for so long and knowing all the the work that both of us had put in and the, and the things we had overcome and, and to do it for Northern, um, that moment for sure. You know what? And you talk about that moment and it, and the phrase, and it couldn't be any more true. I can only imagine when, when anybody talks about hard work, they talk about blood, sweat, tears, but you talk about, you know, that moment between you two and all those years in the, in the dirt, court and then the gravel court and then the fight in that cuff gath and then the fight in that northern yeah it's legit yes it's the same thing it, it really is and and you know the, it was so cool because our so many of those guys you know played well in that weekend and you know to to have a moment like that um it, it was just so special and then you know we had to, then the next night LeRon hits the game winner and then you know shannon plays really well and clucks and you know all the guys that we had on those teams um, just to be able to do that was was so cool. I don't think people who are outside of it can really grasp the amount of talent on that team, those teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you talk about, you know, Cluxton, LaRon Moore. Dude, LaRon Moore was my cat. <laughs> Loved watching LaRon Moore play. 
um, you know, Shannon, you, your brother. I mean, this, it could go on and on. But you know, you, you that's also that's also part of being in front in a, at a hometown university. And you talk about all these guys that were within ninety miles. Yeah. You know, it's hard. You can't do that anymore. Northern can't do that anymore and be able to, you know, compete. be able to compete. No, unfortunately. No, it's it's not the world that they live in. No, it's not the world that we live in. You know, the neat thing is, you know, um, obviously with Sam Vincent committing there. Um, yeah. I wanted it, to ask you that later on. <laughs> well, let me ask you now. Let me ask you now. Is there a small part of you? Because I'm sure he, he yeah. did it all himself, right? Yeah. We stay out of that. But was there a small part of you that kind of smiled like, okay. I like it. Well, actually, Sam and I talked real frequently through through the process when things was get were getting very uh, heavy for him, and um, you know he said that Coach Horn brought up leave, uh, leaving a legacy. You know the idea of leaving a legacy. I said, well, I said that's true, and you know I talked to him. I said you're. I said this is what's going to happen. I said you're going to be the next Drew McDonald, and, and you know that's that can be a heavy weight to, to bear that. You know, everybody in the Northern Kentucky community is going to be looking at you and saying, you know, are you as good as you as advertised or, or, or you know, can you take Northern to the level that, that that Drew had taken them to? And I and I said that. And then I said, you know, but there's a kind of a long lineage there uh, all the way back to the the very first teams with with the, the Dan Dolmans and the. And the people that Moat Hills brought from Covenant Catholic, and and, and it's always we been. just had Jeff Stowers on, yeah, Jeff know, Stowers, and 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 so you know you can go almost every team that they've had has had at least you know a couple of Northern Kentucky yeah. kids and and key parts. So you know I I told Sam I said that, you know is that something that you really want? And he he looked at me and said yeah. I said he goes that really excites me. I said well, that's that's awesome. So yeah, there's there's part of me that's that's proud to see him have that opportunity and. Wherever he would have ended up, I would. I told him, I said, "Look, I'm buying a T-shirt and I'm gonna yeah. buy the ticket, and and we'll see where it goes." But um, it, it it's gonna be neat to be able to see him grow out there. Do you see you stay connected to the program at all? Um, not too much. I mean, it mostly it's just a matter of time, you know, with family and, and the commitment here at Highlands and and those type of things. It's hard for me to go home to my wife and say, "Hey, let's go, let's <laughs> yeah, go let's it. go watch another basketball I game." I get it. <laughs> as much as the kids would be like, "Yeah, let's go at Northern's game," right? Yeah, the, the, not that. So. You get you get this fifth year. We got a great opportunity with that. Mm-hmm. You say you're majoring in biology. Yep, biology secondary ed. So it was going to be secondary education. Yes, regardless. Yep. You knew you wanted to coach. You knew you wanted to be a part of the game. That's how that worked out for you. It it is very much so. I um I told my dad I was a senior in high school. He said, well, "What do you want to do?" I said, "I want to teach and coach." And he looked at me and said, "Are you sure about this?" I yeah. said, "Yeah." I said, "Here's the plan." I said, "I'm going to go into biology, probably chemistry." I said I'll never have to worry about finding a teaching job. Never. I said those two things. Those two things <laughs> I'll be able to do whatever I, I want to do. I said I want. I, I said in in my goal is to win more regional championships in Coach Shields. I said that's that's what I want to do, and I want to have the impact that you, Coach Teeman, and Coach Shields have had. Well, and this was even before I played for Coach Shields, but my dad and Coach Teeman uh, have had on so many people. I yeah. said I couldn't. I couldn't imagine doing something uh, any more than that. And, uh, you know, I've been very blessed to be able to do that in a lot of places. You know, my wife is very, very understanding and supportive and, and knows that it's part of just my being. And, um, you know, I get to do it now in a great place at Highlands. Oh, yeah. So talk about this time outside of playing. I know before we went on air, we, we were going over there. So you start, when did you start assistant, assistant coaching? Right away? Uh, yeah. So I finished, I finished playing. 
I had another, I think, three semesters to finish up my master's. So coach made me a, a graduate assistant. Um, I had an NCAA post-grad scholarship, so everything was taken care of, which was awesome. Again, you're 22 years old and going to school for free, and now I don't have to work out uh, 10 hours a day. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I got to enjoy uh, being kind of a college student at that point. And, Wait, um, is it? you play a little intramurals too. After all that, too, I right? Did. That's cheating. <laughs> like you played with a bunch of buddy of mine, guys. That yeah, I, did. I played on an intramural team, and then when I left, when I left school in around two thousand, uh, I think they, I, I left, and they picked you up. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. the uh, the Jeff. Birch brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, in, and and we had Holtz a pretty, and yeah, Jeff, we had a pretty yeah. good run for uh, a <laughs> couple cheating. of semesters. It's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Not even fair. Uh, yeah, that was my that was the extent of my uh, post uh, postgraduate uh, basketball, pretty much. Um, but no, I stayed at Northern for two years. Um, I actually had an opportunity to go uh, to a Division three school called Rhodes College in Memphis. A guy by the name that just got inducted to the Hall of Fame here at Highlands by the name of Herb Hilgeman called Coach said, "Hey, I'm losing my assistant." I said, "Who?" He goes, "Who do you got?" And Coach said, "Well, Kevin's here." He goes, "I don't know if he'll leave." And I had one more semester to finish up, and they were going to make me the uh, head field hockey coach was, was the combination. And I knew absolutely nothing about field hockey. I still don't. Uh, but it was a gorgeous campus in the middle of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, and the, the, the girls on the team said, Coach, you don't have to worry about any recruiting. Your job is basically just drive the bus to the games. I said, well, I, I can drive the vans. And uh, at that time, Rhodes College was the home of the Memphis Club Grizzlies. So I walked into the campus and Shane Battier's in there working out with a couple NBA guys. And uh, I was all set to go. And I came home. Actually, I called Bruce Pearl on the way home. I said, because well, I, I knew he was you know moving up. And I said, Coach, I said, what do you think? And he says, well, if you think that you're going to move up with that guy, Coach Hilgeman, or you think that you're going to get a head coaching in a you know, couple of years, he said, then take the D3 job. He said, otherwise, stay at Northern. And finish it up, and you know you're at a premier Division two school, and the opportunities will come, you know, your way. So, uh, I did. I stayed at Northern, um, stayed home. Actually, met my wife, thank goodness, and uh, got married. Um, and after my second year, when I had finished up, coach had a couple more years before he retired, and I was looking for the opportunity to grow as a coach, and I I could stay there and be very comfortable and, and sort of grow there, or I could go out and cut my teeth. And um, there was a job at Bellevue, and they had um, they had just they had a biology position open. So I called the school, and thank goodness the secretary recognized my name because she walked back to the principal. I had left her message. She goes, uh, "I think we just filled that biology position, but let me check." Yeah. So she walked back to the principal and told the principal, "She goes, we need to hire this guy, and we need to find a spot." And uh, so they had an eighth grade science opening. So I went and taught eighth grade science down there and started as a head coach in uh, 2004. Was that when? Okay. Was that when? Oh, it, was it was 02. Yeah. It was. I, it was I followed Mike. Three. Yeah. Yeah. I followed I was trying to think Mike. if that was already, if that had, he had already been out of there. Yeah. It he, was 02. 02 or 03 was the just year down there. Yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, so I followed Coach Walker. He was, mm -hmm. couldn't have been more gracious and, and, and oh, helped yeah. me kind of get my feet wet down there. And, uh, you know, we, it was a neat experience. Some well, great kids. And, yeah, that's the thing, you know, everybody knows it's a small school. Right. Right. But I don't think what they remember is how freaking good Bellevue's, Bellevue's group was yeah. at that time. I and mean, that was a 17 win team. Yeah. You know, a lot of really good players. I don't know. I can't remember. I know that you lost. Let's see. I, I tell you the one thing, I mean, we talked about this last week, but 
the the all a semifinal against Ludlow. Yeah, who was so good. Yes, you know, but Joe Beard's teams oh. were always really good, man. <laughs> you know, but they had like Mike Lewis and and them cats yeah. down there. His son was on that team. Joey, yeah, Andy Beard was on yeah. the team. Yeah, but oh, Andrew Wise. You know, I, I mean, I, I think they're coming back to me. But anyway, was it you? You know, you lose by what one? Yeah, on a on a I'm going to say a terrible call that you know, <laughs> might have been. You know, your kid was in the passing lane. Chas Thornberry was in the passing lane on a cross court pass. Jumps in the passing lane, gets it, and the kid from Ludlow collides in him. They call the and foul on Chas. Yeah. I know you probably don't remember that in so long. I just remember it because, you know, we were hosting it. So. Yeah. But that was such a good team. You yes. Know, and, 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 and small communities. We talked to guys from all over the place, big community, small community. I mean, St. Mary's. I mean, you were part of a small community right. at one time, right? You know, when when your team is good and you're yeah. getting it, I mean, the, the amount of community spirit and support, it's unmatched. Yeah, it is. It's, it's so neat to have those type of experiences. It doesn't matter where it is. Um, that's what was neat about that Division Three. That what that's what is neat about that Division Three conference because, you you know you can have a successful year and it doesn't necessarily have to end in a regional championship and you can get a lot of school spirit. It was, it was a really um, those guys down there. We a we were talented, um, and and they played so daggum hard. Uh, I think we were like top five in the state in rebounding. Thank goodness we couldn't shoot, but we would we would throw it up there and go get it, and. Um, you know the community that got behind us. It was, uh, I think, the first game of the year we played down at Newport. I think you're right. And, I was uh, looking at that earlier. And uh, we we ended up losing the game, but we had a significant number of students who showed up, which was awesome. And they dressed. There was no theme, but it was like Halloween, right? I mean, they're they're all dressed up. So I got on announcements the next day. And I nicknamed them the Lost Boys from Peter Pan. Love it. And at that point, the identity was was born. And um, the kids took ownership of it, and they were they were fantastic all year long. Um, I remember I had Kevin Glenn's uh, was a starting guard for mm-hmm. me. His sister was our statistician, and I remember there were at least three games that I looked across at our student section, and she was in the middle of the cheering section when she was supposed to be doing our stats. So <laughs> some of those records that year might be a little bit questionable. Kevin but. led in field goal percentage, <laughs> led the state in field goal percentage. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I, I, and we had such a such a neat group of kids, and um, you know, Tony Paps was my assistant coach mm-hmm. down there, who was a yep. fantastic athlete. At, at and he had been a part of the program. You know, he had, he had played there. Then he was coaching, I think, middle, middle school. school. Yeah. Yep. So and, and uh, you know, we we both young and kind of figuring it out, and you know, we we had good days, we had some bad days. Um, you know, probably my best friend in the gym was uh, Mr. Delaney, who was our uh, custodian down there, and he'd been there forever. I'll never forget the, the one day we were, we were practicing. It was a snow day. And uh, I didn't really ask if we could. We just went in and practiced. And he came in, and we were just about done with practice. And he, he, said, he came in and said, hey, the superintendent says you're not allowed to practice. And I looked at the clock, and I looked back at him. I said, we got 10 minutes left. How about you come and deliver that message in about 12 minutes? He says, I got you, coach. So he walked out. We finished practice. We got yeah. out the door. But, you know, we had such a neat uh, group of people, and, and the school itself got behind it. And uh, we, we ended up the last second to last regular season game, we had to go to Silver Grove. And both were tied for the the conference, so and it's going to win. McCarter, the, McCarter, uh, uh, Pelly, Pelly, yeah, 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 they, yeah, they, yeah, they had yeah, a crew. Yeah. And um, 
Man, we have talked so much about these small school teams no. since I've started this podcast, <laughs> and it's just it brings back memories because yeah. I don't, you know, people see that now. I just don't. Yeah, people should appreciate that when we say it because it's legit. Like those yeah. teams were good. I mean, yeah. they had they had a cat that played at Northern for God's yeah. sake. Yeah, so. well, and and then um, the the last Pelly was up mm-hmm. at um, uh, shoot there West Virginia. Yes, you uh, know it'll, it'll come to me, but they led the, the country in scoring. Yeah. I mean, it's he was amazing. I, I, yes. One of the best. Anyway, so, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's that. that's right. So, you know, we took a bus. We, the team took a bus, and then we took two school buses full of kids to go to play at, at Silver Grove because it, it was that important to, to our fans. And uh, we beat them down there, which was a, an accomplishment in itself, and it won the, the conference. And then uh, I told the kids, I said, look, we'll, we'll cut the nets down at home if you win on senior night. We played Deming on senior night and won and got to cut the nets down and – and just to see those kids' faces and, and to have that experience was is something that I always treasure. And you know the sad thing is, is when we were in that district at the time, it was still the draw. Oh yeah, there was all you had. You had Highlands <laughs> and Newcath who wanted it to be a seed, right? But you had Dayton, Bellevue, and Newport who didn't want it because they knew. And, and the sad thing is that year, and I know Newport beat you earlier on, but man, you guys yeah. continued yeah. to play well and get better. And had it had been a little bit different, who knows mm-hmm. what, you know, who knows what. Now, Highlands was, uh, I think, no, I yeah. Neltner and, yes. and, and those homeboys, they were they were really good. And Michael Zimmerman I was think, at Newport. Yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah. mean, so and we, I was going to say, I think Highlands may have won the region that year. I uh, could have. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember either. But, uh, yeah, we lost We lost to Newport in game one. We, we drew them in, the, in essentially the play-in game of the district and uh, upset them here yeah. at Highlands. And then uh, struggled and, and played uh, a really good Newport Catholic team in, they were in the second round and yeah. and didn't have it, but it, it didn't have enough that night. But for our kids to get a postseason win is huge. So let me ask you this: that first that first year coming out, so first year high school, you're part of a regional championship team. Yep. First year in college, national yes, team. champion national championship game team. So your first time as a head coach, you come out and you get this. This group of kids, this gritty grinders yeah. that just scrap and they play hard, you know, and have just a marvelous season. What did you What did you take away from that year that helped you at Boone the next year when you leave, go to Boone, and then you know, ne- then come into Highlands? I mean, is there anything that you learned about maybe running the program or dealing with kids on your own? Is there anything there? Um, I think twofold. I mean. You don't know what you don't know till you don't know you know it. Um, and, you know, when you, you deal with parents and you deal with all the other things away from the court, um, I think is, is where I grew the most. Um, and then you connect with kids on, on a personal level. You know, it, it, you want them to be awesome on the floor. But there's so many things that happen in their lives, you know, that nobody ever even knows about. Uh, that you get to be a part and to have an influence on them. And I think that's the, the piece that I really I, – I grew and, and, and I still love is is helping them grow as young men. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't realize how much impact I would have so quickly and and, and how much I, I cared for those kids at, at Bellevue because it made leaving there to go to Boone County well, that's it. really, really And difficult. that leads perfectly right where I was going. Look, here's the thing. You left for an opportunity at Boone that you had to take. Yeah, you had to take that job. I'm sorry, just that's got, it's not a shot at the Bellevue people, but it's a shot, you know. But here's the thing: what what makes it tough is, 
you know, a lot of the teachers there, they don't leave. They stay, at, no. you know, I mean, it, it, it's like Mike Borchers at Ludlow says, you, 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 you stay for the kids. You yes. stay because of the kids or you leave because of the kids one way or another. It's just right. it's that way. And, and it's a, that's a community there where the teachers come in and they there for quite a long time. You know, Belby was returning a lot the next year, including, yeah. like you said, you are, are you, I don't know if you said it, but you, you had a freshman point guard on that, on that crew. Right. Jeremy White. Yes. You know, loved, loved, I was coached him in Wee football. <laughs> so I, I love me some Jeremy White, uh, you know, but you had to take that opportunity. You know, Bellevue hands that ball or hands the ball off to Shannon, Shannon Miner. Miner. Yep. That well-oiled machine that he ruined. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's going to listen to this, and I just want to make sure he hears. You know, the, the thing is, you know, here's the thing. You know, some of those kids that you coach at Bellevue, I was thinking about this, are old enough now that if they just come right up the street, yep. you know, they move it here, they have kids maybe sure. now – you know, Vinny's age or, yeah. you know, that could you be coaching to. So it's it just, it's how, it's funny how that works out that way. Yeah. And, and I know it sucked and I kind of got crazy where I was segueing that, but you know, you had it, you'd had to take the boon job. Yeah. And we'll talk about the boon job, but you know, I know it sucked leaving there, but whatever. So Boone County, one year Boone? One year Boone. 26 and four. Yeah. Very good year. So Kevin Listerman, two years out is white Jesus coach. The, the number one listener yeah. coach at the time, right? <laughs> well, two of those four losses, losses were, were to my Cup, dad, so. okay, yeah, okay, number two. He's number two coach, my bad. Um, 24 and three going into the regional tournament. Beat a really good Gunner team. Yeah. To win the district. Yeah. And and look, we had Dave Fausto, and we talked about yeah. that district. Oh, it was brutal. brutal. It, was, it was absolutely brutal. We were the one seed uh, going into it, and we struggled with um, St. Henry in the opening round. It was funny. My wife was taking classes, so she couldn't go to that game that night. And she woke up the morning of the district game against St. Henry, and she looked at me. She goes, "I had a dream last night. The score was twelve to twelve at the end of the first quarter." And she goes, I, "She didn't finish." I said, "Well, what do you mean? Did we win?" And she came up. She, yeah, you guys won. So, ironically, at the end of the first quarter, I look up at the scoreboard. It's twelve to twelve. I took a deep breath. I said, "Well, we're going to win," and uh, we we pulled away from that team. And then uh, we played Connor and. and you know, we played twice in the regular season, and we'd beaten them both times. But we're playing at Connor. We we played fantastic the first half and really controlled the game. And then they made a huge run in the third, fourth quarter, and we hung on. and And I think we ended up winning by two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, that was the first time that our kids had had got to cut the nets down and be part of a district championship. And um, you know, there, I mean, obviously we had some really good players with Travis Rasso and David McFarland and. Uh, Steven Schlomer. So good. So we, we wow. had a lot of pieces, and, and it was it was just a fun group to coach again. I, and, and I was so fortunate those first two years. You know, I really – I was spoiled because I, I, after I finished my year at Boone, I'm like, well, heck, this isn't this hard. And, you know, you just get really good players, and you, you work, work hard. hard. And, and, and it's, it. you're going you're gonna to be successful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's been good for me to – after that time, I, I learned a whole lot more oh, about wow. uh, patience and, and figuring some things out and, and some humility, which is, which is always good. So talk about, so you have all this playing experience, and you walk in, was that Holmes, the regional tournament, was that Holmes? Yeah, it was at Holmes. So you walk into Holmes, first time as a head coach going to the regional tournament. What was that like for you? You know, I I didn't really think a whole lot of it, Mm -hmm. uh, other than, you know, maybe this time I walk into Holmes, it's different. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we we finished the deal. Um, but I was so much more concerned about our kids. Yeah, I get it. I understand uh, it. And, and in really in first, being the first game of the regional tournament, and we played Highlands, and we struggled against Highlands in the, in 
the regular season because they had um, one of the Hall brothers. I think it was Nathan Hall was a tremendous defender, and we just we we couldn't ever get into a flow against them. And I was really concerned about that. And I watched our guys warm up, and I we were so tight, so tight. And I knew that was a possibility. So I had a little story and a, and a joke uh, planned for those guys. And um, I told I, – I went in – instead of going over the game plan when we went back in a locker room, it was a story with a joke that, uh, you know, the guys that played for me know that story. I, I can't really share it on air. You could. Um, uh, no, it would, it would not be – it would not be appropriate. seventh grade son sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but, but. <laughs> but um it, it it was it was it was about uh, relationships and yeah. and uh, w- celebrating your wedding night and 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 how you want to be that kind of guy. And um, that's not COVID cough. That's almost water out of my nose. <laughs> so uh, those guys uh, actually. So I got them to loosen up, and yeah. we went out and actually played really well and took care of business against them. And then we played uh, Coach Droud's team in the semifinals, mm-hmm. the Dixie team, and yep. uh, you know sort of the same thing we got up on them and and they crawled back and uh, we travis rasso went to block a shot with about two minutes ago and came down and turned his ankle and uh you know we lost him for the regional finals and uh, that i don't know if him being healthy changes the outcome of that game but i i'd love the opportunity to have it and and we were also down steven schlomer who was our four man so when we got to the regional finals against covcath we were down 25 points and 15 rebounds that we had to figure out how to make that up in about 12 hours. Mm. Um, and, and I'll give the kids credit on that because we fought. We were up at the end of the first quarter, and I had talked to my dad a little bit earlier. and He's like, ah, we won't play you guys zone. So what does he do in the second quarter? He comes out, plays zone. We don't make anything. Yeah. And, you know, the, you know I, I knew it was he's coming. He's a but. sandbagger, <laughs> number one. And he would have done – he would have sold you – to win so he didn't have to the rest of his life listen <laughs> to the fact that you cut down the nets at Holmes. Yeah, before he, did, he so. yeah, against him. Yes. So exactly. Uh, did that was, make that tough? Um Yeah, it did. Yeah. I, I, I think in in one sense it probably would have been tougher on me if we'd have won. Yeah. I oh I completely understand. It, it, it just um see I hate playing against friends. Yeah. I always have. Never did like it. Um mostly because again knowing everything that he had sacrificed for us and our mm-hmm. family uh, to stay at Covenant Catholic, to, to, to work his business in the summer so that he could have the job that he wanted yep. um, and to have that opportunity because he hadn't been to the state tournament yet. Um, so for me, I wanted to see him have that. I didn't want it to come against us, but I wanted to see no. him have that. And, uh, you know, it, it, at one point, our staffs kind of got into The game got a little chippy. And our staffs got in it, and uh, he looked at me, and the two of us started giggling. So, you know, here it is, the regional finals. It's, you know, an eight-point game in the last couple minutes, and, and the two of us are laughing at each other. And I think Charlie Chappie was, was officiating that game, if I remember correctly. And I think he got in the middle of it. You know, yeah. Dad's kind of chirping at him to call something, and I'm like, Chappie, he's so old, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, and, and so we had a little bit of fun with it, and, and it was – um, you know, I was so happy for dad. I mean, yeah, I, I'm glad I didn't lose that. anybody else. Um, you know, but it was so tough for our kids. What made you move on from Boone? You don't have to get into it if you don't want to. No, I'm just no, no. To it was, it, I'm I don't know if I knew, but honestly, I didn't know. Here's, here's what happened. It. Coach Shields retired. So I was 24 years old. Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay in high school or be a college coach. But I knew I didn't want to chase a college coaching opportunity. 
Um, and my relationship with Coach Beasel was super tight. And, um, you know, he told me before I left, he says, if I get this, I'm calling you. And so, you know, Coach Shield retired that year. Um, he said, look, it's going to be a process. And, and it drug out a little longer than I would have liked. Um, but he said, do you, do you want to come back? But, you know, we're, we're a top five, yeah. top five Division two school in the country. I, I get to do nothing but coach basketball and be around, you know, a, a place I love, my alma mater. Um, it, there, there were very few negatives. Was uh, the transition already in place? What's that, to Division One? Yes. No, because they hadn't announced they hadn't announced the, the arena I'm just yet. Trying I think to figure was, out the timeline on that. Well, so think, you had what? Oh eight was the first year of the arena. I think so. That's so why. That's why be. I was just trying to think in my head. Would, would that be, have the transition had begun? Yeah. So you know, know, Coach Bees calls me, says, you know, this is how it's going to lay out, and this is what I want to do with the program, and you know, he goes, I, I need somebody here that I trust implicitly, and 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 I'm like. Why wouldn't you take that opportunity? I have a question here that I wanted to ask, and I had it at the end because I didn't know where it would fit in. And I ask a lot of head coaches this. How important is loyalty to you? Oh, it's the number one thing. It, it is absolutely the most, the most important characteristic of an assistant coach. And it doesn't mean that you agree 100% all the time. Um, but the disagreement happens in a coach's office it happens when you're talking on the phone. The disagreement happens, um, and, and the understanding it, it may even manifest itself in a game because you know I, I want competitive coaches and, sure. and and want them to be able to voice what they feel. Um, but in the end, it's got to be the same message to the kids. I've said it before: the role of the assistant coach is the challenge of thinking of the head coach, and, and it pertains to loyalty. I have a phrase that I say all the time, and my kids are probably tired of me saying it, but loyalty in my world, is the only true currency. Doesn't matter. You can have all the money in the world. If you're not loyal to me, right. we can't be friends. <laughs> it's just if I can't trust you, you know, uh, which is why I think that, you know, I'm, I like to think that I'm a pretty nice guy to everybody. We, you know, we, we get along. You know, obviously, like you and I, we've coached each other. We've had our battles. You know, you've wanted to fight me. I've probably wanted to fight you. <laughs> um, it, it is what it is. It's just that's our personality. Sure. You know, we are we are. We are hunters when right. we're out there. We're, we're going to fight. We're going to do what we got to do. You know, you, you coach with that. You, you have that fighter mentality, that point guard, you know, like the same when you would be, you know, when we were <laughs> middle school, middle school playing at, the, at Brosser at 8 o'clock in the morning, yeah. and your face would be all red and, you know, your, your white hair would be on fire. Um, I understand that. That's just the reason I ask because, you know, I, I, I see your staff, you know, you're, you don't have a whole lot of change. So no. like you have a lot, you know, I know there's a, there was a, there's, you have a coach on your staff that was at Northern while you were at Northern too, if I believe, right? One of your assistants. Oh yeah. Coach Schwarber, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was, and I just remember from being a student. Yeah. Um, and I always remember that. I, I don't know if I ever knew his name, not to be mean, but I, you know, I just, I, I see that and I like that for personally yeah. for me, you, you know, I've got six assistants and five of them were four players. I don't, I don't really like hiring from the outside it's not it's it's not a personal thing for me i don't need to know or listen i don't need to be at home wondering on a friday night after a game what you're saying at the bar with your buddies or right. with somebody else you know you know these guys i've known these kids since they were you know younger than the middle school guys because they you right. know, grew up in our program i trust that i trust the fact that you know i realize at some point it's like hey steve's gonna handle this he'll get it you know, sometimes that gets right. frustrating, but they're learning too. And I right. like that. Yeah. 
and the two guys, you know, Jeremy has been with, with us at for, you know, 10, 11 years. And Chris has just come back. He's been there three, four years. So, you know, loyalty is huge. That's why I didn't mean to get No, I, I think, and it's sort of a double-edged sword, right? I mean, especially when you've got young guys, you want to see them be successful. You want to give them opportunities to grow. And, you know, there may not be as many opportunities at your place. And so you've got to prepare them to say, look, at some point you may have to step out on your own and, and, and help them get that opportunity. Uh, I told somebody, at the, I said, I'm going to give them each couple more years. I'm going to fire them and I'm going to get the next crop. The next, because some of you are like, hey, when I come back and coach two, I'm like, yeah, but I got to fire one yeah, of them. Go. So you, you, you can you volunteer. Um, but no, my assistants here, my staff here has been phenomenal. I mean, um, I, Kevin Orm and, and Scott Bless yep. and Game both yep. came on. Yep. Um, my Scott's dad year. is a legend too, boy. Yeah. I tell you. So uh, they've done a phenomenal job, and now we've sort of really settled in with being able to have discussions. And I, I, I know that I'm the head coach, but I tell them, I said, look, I'm going to make the decision at some point. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, please tell me how you feel. And 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 we work through that, and and it's gotten to the point now where. You know they handle all the substitutions, and I don't even I don't even question. I get it. You know the guys that are that are going in and the decisions they're making. So, um, you know I, I've been very blessed to do that, and I think I became a better head coach because I spent a couple years as an assistant, and you kind of figured out, hey, this is what I need, and so you can tell your assistants, this is how I want this to go. I don't I don't need I'm not here to tell you everything. You need to go figure some things out, but this is what I want. I tell you, you might think I'm crazy, but. If if someone came to me today and told me that I had to go be an assistant coach somewhere, I would be totally okay with that. And and honestly, because I just I, I always enjoyed. Look, I'm a lifelong freshman coach. I'm a glorified promoted freshman coach. Is all I am. <laughs> so I I always enjoyed that role. I enjoy the role now. Yeah, I, I do. I enjoy the impact a lot more than I did. Sure. You know, and the impact when you're just a freshman coach and the varsity assistant, you know, the impact is still great. Yes. Uh, I do enjoy this a little bit more because you get more time with them, whereas you, you only right. got three months with them at the freshman yeah. where now it's it's all the time. I like that so much more. But, uh, you know, I'm not too proud to say, well, you know, I need to be the head coach. I'd never – that never came through. I'm Sure. You know, I'm the head coach because I applied to survive, to stay there, <laughs> so they knew that I had the interest of being there. And it just it, it fell in my lap. To, that's the God's honest truth. Let's get in this island, these silence these silence years as we start to wrap up here. Okay, hired in thirteen. Yep, times weren't so great in the boys program <laughs> for the few years leading up. Right? Yeah. You know, you know, Mike had a really good year after Will. You know, Willie right. left. They had a really good year. They were, Willie was in the semifinals there t- towards the end, uh, and then Mike Flynn steps in. Sure. You know, and then a couple lean years. Yep. What did you see when the job came open? about it that uh, you wanted to pursue this opportunity? A lot of it goes to Dale Mueller. Um, he reached out, uh, I don't know, the job had been open for a couple of weeks. And I'd actually talked to my dad about it. I said, what do you think? Because I was assistant at Colerain. I had put in for a couple of head coaching jobs in Ohio. Uh, didn't really get any kind of responses on those. Didn't have the right connections with people. Uh, and, and coaching at Colerain doesn't exactly, even though we went to two Sweet 16s, doesn't light up the resume board <laughs> I get for it. basketball. Yeah, I get it. So if it was football, it'd be a different it, story. It'd be a whole different story. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, I, I got to figure out how not to coach at a football yeah, school, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's um, right. But uh, You're failing at this. <laughs> I, I, I failed at that, that miserably. <laughs> but I had a lot of success with it. But, um, no, I, I talked with Dale, and, and we really started to talk about the school. And um, 
and then we talked about the opportunity and I, I talked about it I said what do you I said can I really come in here and compete can I get the kids to play basketball and play football mm -hmm. I said I I'm not trying to get them to not play football I said that's that's not what Highlands is it's not part of it with the way our community works is we we expect our kids to work really really hard do their best at everything that they possibly can and see the results from it and um you know, I met with, like I said, I met with Dale. I had a list of, of questions. And uh, ironically, it was the night that Louisville won the national championship. We talked for about three and a half hours on the phone. So I called Dale every uh, national championship game and wish him a happy anniversary. Love it. And uh, so it, as, as I got to see the school and I got to see the things, I'm like, I think we can do something here. And then mm -hmm. uh, professionally, just to come here as a teacher um, and be part of, of the excellence on the academic side is is off the charts well it helps to teach biology be to be wicked smart i mean it, i think you and brad carr are the only two biology majors and everybody else is like a pe or yeah there there know. are a few of those you know that doesn't it doesn't qualify you that's as a not great true coach. I, that's a joke so you know you get the job here it, it didn't help that at the time in this district you had you know newport who was good it yeah. did newport catholic was otherworldly oh, right yeah. there at that point yep. they you know went in 25 30 games a year yes uh you know you went but you you know and you're on your side you won everywhere you've been yeah you know cuff northern bellevue boone county why not pursue this i can do this was there ever that like i know i, I know i could do this and let me ask you this parenthetically since he's sitting right here come in the highlands now as a being a head coach as a dad now yeah because i don't i think when when Bellevue Boone, none of the no, kids were born. I didn't have any yeah. kids. So this is a school district, obviously, that everybody wants to be a part of. Well, you know. that, made, that made it very easy. Okay. Honestly. And I was just wondering, yeah, if, I no. wondered if that played into that. Um, we, were living, we were living in Cincinnati, um, and I was here about three days. And I called my wife on the way home from work. I think it was one of our teacher orientations. I said, look, the kids are coming here. I said, there's no yeah. questions asked. And at that time, our oldest, I think, was the second grader. Um, our youngest was like three and then the other one was uh, Vinny was in kindergarten. So, we, you know, we hadn't even really started the process. But when I looked at things K to 12, and I looked at the technology and I looked at the opportunities uh, with the entrepreneurship and the tech, uh, the video stuff and, and all the things, I'm like, this is a no brainer. Yeah. So even if I came here and the basketball didn't work out, it was going to be better for my kids. And uh, so that made it that made that part of the decision very easy. Uh, the basketball side. You know, again, we we were able to have a pretty solid year. We got better as year one on in year one, and we upset Newport in the uh, two three game in the district. That we upset them at Newport Catholic, um, and I felt like all right, we're, we're going to turn this thing around sooner rather than later. And then uh, Jimmy Hicks handed me humble pie for the next two years. Uh, we lost to yeah. Bellevue back to back seasons. And, uh, you know, in the end, it was good for me. It, it, it really made me focus on, okay, what do I need to do? How do I help these kids get better? What things do we need to make program-wise? And fortunately, you know, in this day and age, a lot of times people would look to make changes pretty quickly, and, and the administration stuck behind me. They said, you know, we're doing a lot of good things. We, we were able to get some things started in the middle school and generate some yeah. excitement. Yeah. And, you hired a really good freshman coach. Yeah, Ben Franzen. <laughs> the serious. I'm being serious. Yeah, we did. We did. Ben was was a huge asset, yes. and, and he was one of those guys that, um, you know, we had some spots, you know, guys in other spots, and and we're like, look, we got to give Ben an opportunity, 
And uh, he asked me, he said, look, this is what I want to do. I said, then you got to go, you got to go elsewhere to, to grow um, and move up. Cause he was talking about trying to get into college at those times mm-hmm. and, and be at a place where, you know, people had some other connections and, and we wished him well. And, and he's been very successful. Yes. You talked about humility earlier on, Yeah, you know, and I know there were some lean years before, you know, these last several years, you know, was there ever a time, was there ever a time personally just quietly like, man, this is, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Um, yeah, there were, there were times where it was, where it was definitely harder than, than I thought it would be, you know, when you mm-hmm. score nine points and a half against uh, Newport Catholic and you go out to Campbell County and they shoot 75 or 76% for mm-hmm. the game. Um, and you know, you, you go to a place like Bellevue and you shoot terrible and, and they upset you and, and, you know, you start to really question about what, what am I doing and where have I gone wrong? And, that, and that's sort of the introspection. Um, but at the same time, I kept looking at our kids and, you know, are they given the effort that we ask them to give? Are they, are they enjoying the, the experience, even though we're not winning, are they, still coming to practice, giving the effort, enjoying being part of the program? And the answer was yes. Um, and then uh, a couple years ago, I guess it was about four years ago now, I, I found something that I read, and uh, it was called the 212 mentality. And, um, again, science teacher, mm-hmm. 212 is the temperature at which water boils. And when water boils, it changes to steam. And when you've got steam, you can drive an engine, you can make change happen. And so we really kind of adopted that as our identity. Um, so we, we, we talk about 212 and we, we say, turn it up. We, we got to find a way to change not who we are, right? Because water doesn't change. It's still H2O. But we can't be water. We got to become steam. We got to be able to do work. We got to handle pressure. We got to handle adversity. And uh, it's really become a mantra for us. And, and our kids have, have really adopted that. And it's been neat to see. Is that when you saw the, the tide start to come in? I think so. Uh, we started to see some things. I mean, obviously having having kids in the program <laughs> you like have Sam, kids, and, man. And, you got to have them. and talented, and yeah. they, and they work. Um, you know, and what was neat is our, our football kids. When I first started, you know, when I asked the the kids to come in and do some basketball stuff on the weekends or after football practice had already started, you know, we we come in and shoot and do skill work. We very rarely got them, mm-hmm. or we get one or maybe two, and then. Um, you know, about three years ago, all of a sudden we got nine. Yeah. And then, you know, this year, it's not even a question. They call me and say, coach, when can we get in the gym? I call it a wave. Yeah. So it's, it, it has been neat to see that happen and the yeah. excitement and, you know, uh, it, and it's funny, you know, we'll be out places and people say, Hey, I saw two twelve on this or, you know, yeah. it, it, it's, I never knew what it meant. I've seen it before. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know so, what it was. So that's our, that's kind of been our mantra yeah. the last couple of years. And it's, it, it's taken off as coaches. We're a lot and this why I think we're a lot like surfers minus the weed. You know, we, we, <laughs> we go out, you know, we, we, we ride waves, man, you know, talent comes through yes. your program like yes. a wave, but then the talent, you know, while the talent's there, you're working your butt off and you're riding as long, yes. it, it, whether it's a year, <laughs> if it's two years, if it's three years or four years, whatever it is, you, you ride as long as you can, you know, but you know, the wave is going to crash. It's going to crash. You know, it's like last year, you know, we, you know, I had a ton of fun last year with that group just because I, just, I, I, the, even when, even when times got really hard and they were really down three o'clock, the lights were on, they were out there being boys, you know, laughing, giggling. And then when it was time to roll, we rolled. Yep. And it was invigorating um, 
it, honestly, the end of last year's season hurt more than losing in the state tournament in the regional tournament, only because we were starting to really play well. Yep. And it, and it, it took time. It, t- it took longer than I ever thought. I did them no favors with the schedule I wrote. <laughs> That's my fault. But I enjoyed that part of it. You know, I mean, in it a lot, you know, parenthetically for you, you come, you come in, you know, after that first year, you have a couple lean years. It's the same kind of deal. You kind of had to look, I had to look at myself multiple times, like what's happening to, you know, and I know we don't, for, you don't forget how to coach. You don't forget how to lead, but right. sometimes I think we forget how to teach. Yes. I think sometimes we are so spoiled with good players. Right. Whereas some of the stuff that we allowed them to get away with, because, you know, they're going to get the job done when, right. the, when the lights are on and the horn goes. Yes. But then you get these young boys in there and it's like, I didn't do a real good job. And I was the first one to admit that. I, I'm okay with that. Right. Um, you know, but, you know, speaking of waves, you're on like this. You've seen the movie Point Break. Oh, yeah. Right? Keanu Reeves. <laughs> you're on this like end of the movie Point Break wave right now. You know, these last few years have just been awesome. Yeah. You know, you, it, it, it obviously helps that you've had really good talent. You know, here's my question Are you having fun? Or does the expectation stress you out at all? I've I've had more fun the last two years than I than I really anticipated. Mm-hmm. And um, at the last year in the regional finals, you you talked about at, at Rupp Arena, yeah. kind of looking and telling your manager about Chipotle. I had the exact same feeling when we were down thirteen in the fourth quarter. We we came out of the timeout, and I just looked. I'm like, we're going to win this game. I said, and and I was like, we're going to have the ball in our hands with a chance to win this game. Yeah. And I had so much fun. I had so much fun the, the, the last eight, nine minutes. I had fun the whole game. But I was able to relax and just enjoy what was going on. And, um, yeah, there's expectations. But I think in one sense I'm old enough now that it doesn't – the expectations don't bother me. Yeah. And, and it's not about that. It's much more about the process and, and having the kids enjoy what they get to experience. And, you know, obviously with the uh, pandemic right now, the, oh. the question is whether or not they, we're going to get the opportunity to do it. Oh. But, you know, we get to be together. We get to practice. Uh, hopefully we get to play. You know, whether or not people get to be in the gyms or not, I hope they tune in and, and watch it on the computer. If and, that's and, what we got to do to close the gyms and to play, then let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I am just in, I'm just enjoying it. And, you know, I, I've gotten to enjoy this program. You know, it, it – from grade six to twelve, which is unique here, that that I get to oversee that, um, to see the kids come in as sixth graders and watch them grow. You know, one of our assistants had a clip of Sam as an eighth grader in his eighth grade year, uh, working out with our guys, and and to see where he is now versus then is is just amazing. And we've got so many stories like that. Mm-hmm. You know, not that they're Division One kids, but no, I get it. They just work so daggum hard, and and you see them grow, and to see the rewards and get the rewards for their time put in is just awesome. Like you, our middle school's right on the same campus. Right. Know, we're we're twenty five steps away, so we get to we get to see, you know, games. We get to stop in at practices because it's a little bit tough. Does it ever? Um, as, I, as I wrap up here, you know, I think Highlands has won what nine. Regional titles. Yep. Yeah. You looking to add to that, or what's up? <laughs> Is that, let me ask you a question. Do you ever like look at that? Are you a are you a, do you like history? Oh, do yeah. you study the history of like yeah. the programs you're in? Yes. Because I love that. Um, yeah. I mean, it, especially this place. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad was here in 1979 as an assistant with Kenny, and they won a regional championship. 
Uh, Coach Shields went and won four more. Mm-hmm. John Mesmer's my godfather, and he's got four. Dude, um, those teams. I was I was a <laughs> statistician for, for Buster Petty in between there. So uh, to put one up there, to be with uh, uh, up on that wall with Coach Mess uh, and, and Coach Shields and, and the guys that have been here would mean an awful lot to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to sit here and say I, I came up short. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I came here to to build a program, and I feel like we're in the middle of doing that. I don't know that we're done, um, but I feel like we create an identity and, and, and some really neat excitement in a community that loves to see its school succeed. And, uh, you know, I'm just blessed to have been a part of it and, and get to kind of captain the ship. But there's an awful lot of people who deserve an awful lot of credit, you know, all my assistants and, mm-hmm. like I said, the administration. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're, we're on the on the doorstep. But there's oh, a lot of things yeah. that got to go go right to, to have that happen. But, um, you know, I get excited when I start to think about it and, and where our program is and, and I think where we're going over the next couple of years. Last question. Since life is everything makes it full circle, right? So, you know. Now you're the old man, <laughs> and the kids are coming around. You know your son's sitting here. He was at practice tonight. Yeah. So, so full circle. What is that like to switch roles now with the with the pops there, and 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 to have be able to drag them around to practices or you know be a part of the game? What's that like for you? It's awesome, um, and, and to have them here as part of running the program, like you said, at Bellevue and Boone County, they weren't old enough to mm-hmm. to be around. Uh, they weren't even around yet. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, it, 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 <laughs> I must have missed something. At Coleraine, they were, they were still around a little yeah. bit. Um, but uh, to have them here, like uh, my youngest, Dominic, got introduced at the regional finals last year, and it was an absolute thrill. I, I had tears in my eyes when, when they called his name. And, you know, I told him about 20 seconds before they called his name, I said, you're getting called out and you're the first guy because we were the visitors. He's like, what do you mean, Dad? I said, they're going to call your name. It's going to be a spotlight. And you're going to run. Mm-hmm. And uh, our camera guy, DWC, Alan Ramsey, does an awesome job. And he, he takes good pictures, bro. He, he got an amazing picture of, yeah. of him running out. So, you know, we – Did we, he make you pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't ordered it yet. So, I do, yeah, I need, to, I need to take care of that. But, um, you know, to have them – here and to be a part of, of an experience of things that I got to experience as a as a son of a coach, it's just awesome. And and our the, the best part is our kids are so great with them. Um, you know they've been role models, and you know they they can probably name the guys as fast as I can that have played for me in the last eight years. And um, you know they also get to see what it takes to be good. And and I I can't have better examples than the young men that we have in our program to show my sons, if you want something, this is how you go about it. And, um, you know, that, that to me means an awful lot. Vinny, you got anything to add on that? Oh, Wendy, so, Saturday, Sunday practices, many who. Sun, oh, that is a cool rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they were real little, we were still living this was before we moved to Cincinnati. I was coaching at cold rain. We would drive from cold spring to yeah. sent the cold rain for practice. And it was always after church, so we we loaded up the car. We had a mini Nerf uh, play school hoop because they weren't big enough to make it in the other one. So we throw that in the back of the car, <clears throat> stop at Wendy's and get, <clears throat> pardon me, get lunch, and then uh, 
Frosties? Did you get a Frosty? Oh, yeah. Frosties, a oh, okay, couple cheeseburgers, and fries. There you and go. so we'd roll into practice, and uh, Coach Higgins was notorious for long Sunday practices. So they'd be with me for about two and a half hours, three hours on a Sunday afternoon. And, um, you know, the car rides and, yeah, Wendy's in the, in the mini hoop. Love it. Um, you know, the, the, and those are the same type of memories I have with my dad. You know, yeah. he used to do a weekly radio show at Harrison County, and we'd stop at uh, By Yankees. Oh, he told me pancakes at pancakes. By Yankees. And, uh, you know. Doing the radio show yep. Saturday morning at 9. So I, I, would, I would be sitting there just watching watching it and just thinking it was the coolest thing. I, I couldn't imagine to, to do something better with my life than, than what I've gotten the opportunity to do. I think we walk it off with that, bro. I appreciate you being on. Thank you. Taking the time after it's late night of these late practices. Uh, it is, but uh, it's a labor of love. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, I, I've really enjoyed the, your podcast. And, we appreciate it. Um, we you, appreciate everybody listening. You've gotten some great people on here, and, and thanks for having me. We're just getting started. All right. Kevin Listerman, Highlands basketball coach, NKU legend, and the second best coach in the family. <laughs> Kevin Listerman.